Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the off-season targets for the Giants at the wide receiver position, whether that be via trade, through free agency, through the draft. There's a lot of options out there, and we know that the wide receiver position is of great importance for the New York Giants. It's something that they have to upgrade, and it might just be the catalyst to seeing Daniel Jones take that next step into becoming a true franchise quarterback. Before we dive into all of that, have discussions on it, make sure to leave a like if you enjoyed this episode, and subscribe to the channel if you are new, and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. I did a live stream last night. A lot of you were in there. We had a ton of fun. Make sure to tune into those. We're going to be doing one per week from now on. So hope to see you all there. If you missed out out on last night's, don't worry. You'll be able to hang out with me on the live stream next week. But let's go ahead and dive into this topic. Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Um, You know, wide receiver is an interesting position for this Giants team. And, you know, we're going to, as you said, kind of rank the potential acquisitions or directions the Giants could go this offseason. But ultimately, it's about helping Daniel Jones. And it always has been. This offseason is the most important um, that we're probably going to see in quite some time because if you're bringing Daniel Jones back, you also have to consider the fact that you need to improve the weapons around him. Isaiah Hodgins, we love the guy, you know, we're really happy um, Wondell Robinson is getting healthier and should be ready to go next year. But ultimately, it's not enough. You know, we need a wide receiver one. There's a lot of great opportunities in the draft. You know, we've talked about Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers are going to rank some of the top options. We've discussed T. Higgins, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Anthony did a great uh, film breakdown with Diggy um, over there. So, you know, this is definitely a great opportunity to take a look at how would we rank these guys? As you said, via trade, uh, free agency, you know, the draft. There's a lot of different directions the Giants could go. We just heard that Keenan Allen's also may, may be on the free agent market if they cut him. So, you know, that's another name to throw into the mix. I wouldn't go in that direction personally unless it was a kind of a low money deal because he's, he's kind of injury prone. Um, but I do think the Giants have plenty of options in terms of upgrading that wide receiver unit, Anthony. But I'm doing great today. How are you doing today, my friend? You know what? I am doing awesome. Look at that. We ask each other how we're doing now. This is the new Fireside Giants, the new era of the Fireside. Pretty awesome stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce one of the receivers that I think a lot of Giants fans want to see targeted this offseason. Alex, should we start top to bottom, bottom to top? Which way do you think we should kick this off? Let's go from bottom to top in terms of the players I guess receivers we wouldn't want. You know what? Here's a player that I'm going to throw out there that I didn't even put you on the list that I sent you, Alex, but Odell Beckham Jr. How about we discuss him briefly? Because he was somebody that came up in last night's live stream. A couple of Giants fans who were in there were saying, hey, what do you think happens with OBJ this offseason? Is he a target for the Giants? Where does he end up? And I think that's pretty interesting to take a look at him and say, you know what? I have no idea what happens to him now after that plane video. It was an interesting clip. It was there was a lot that you can make out of it. And I don't know if that necessarily means He's off the Giants list of targets, but if I had to say anything, I know, Alex, you recently wrote an article about a Stanford wide receiver that maybe you could shed some light on, but I think he has a connection to Odell Beckham Jr., or was it a Princeton wide receiver, whatever, and apparently OBJ does have some outspoken interest in returning to the New York Giants, so again, I think he's towards the bottom of the list, but he is an option out there, a target, and I think he would come pretty cheap if the Giants really were interested in bringing him back. 
Yeah, um, the well, I wrote an article. You wrote one about Michael Wilson from Stanford. I wrote about Andre uh, Eosivas from Princeton, who's a pretty exciting player. He has you know comparisons to Christian Watson, really speedy guy, good hands, really good frame. He's a track star. Um, I'd be interested in him in the mid rounds or later or later rounds where he's available. But you know, when you're talking about OBJ, the whole incident that went down with him, I don't really know what teams are thinking. Um, you know, it's our best guess is essentially. You know, we saw the we saw the footage. It didn't look great. You know, he was yelling some stuff at people. He, you know, they deboarded the whole plane. I don't know if it was, you know, something they just did because it was precautionary, or you know, he wasn't responsive, or they were just trying to protect his health. Like, I don't know exactly what went down. I don't exactly know what OBJ's response to it was. It seems like nobody cares anymore. It seems like it just kind of it's gone now and nothing came of it. So I have to imagine it wasn't that serious. Um, it was just an inconvenience for people on a flight. If you've ever been on a flight, having to deboard after boarding a plane absolutely sucks. So I'd probably be pretty pissed off. But at the end of the day, it was kind of a harmless thing. You know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, nonetheless, you don't want to see your players getting into situations like that and having to like force everyone to get off a plane and because of your actions or whatever the hell's going on. Could just be a power complex from the people on the plane that wanted to just, you know, make a whole big deal out of it. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and come up with excuses or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, OBJ coming back from the ACL tear, what kind of receiver is he going to be? Is he going to be one that can really contribute at a high level? <clears throat> Personally, I don't know. Um, this is his second ACL tear, guys. Like, what are we really expecting OBJ to be? He's not going to be the guy that we had in 2014. I know a lot of people are sitting here kind of like, oh, like you know, nostalgic, reminiscing about OBJ being this force of nature for us. That's not the version of him we're going to get. You know what I mean? We're going to get the version that's gone through two ACL tears, multiple significant injuries. You know, he's, he's older now. Uh, this is not the same player, you know what I mean? So maybe we get a w, WR2 out of it, but that doesn't eliminate the fit, the fact that we need a WR1. I think this list should be composed mainly of WR1 potential guys. He's not that anymore. He's a WR2. He's a guy that can complement a top option. So while you can include him in the list and, you know, we can we can talk about him, whatever, and what if we, if we sign him, cool, you know, it's fine. It's an addition to the wide receiver unit. I do not see him anywhere close to a WR1. We need an established guy or we need a guy that has that level of potential and he's young and untapped. That's kind of the direction I'm looking in right now, and I think that's pretty fair. But if we did bring him in to pair him with a WR1 with that type of potential, I'm cool with that. That's cool with me. You know, but I'm not going to sit here and add him to a list where he's like the primary focal point of an offense in, in, in the wide receiver core. I think that's pretty fair. What do you think about that? No, I think that's totally fair. OBJ at this stage in his career is not the player that he used to be. You know, his first stint with the New York Giants, he was a true wide receiver one. He was a dominant force. He's not that anymore. He's a complimentary piece at this point. So I don't think he should be high on the Giants list of targets. That's why we just mentioned him as the honorable mention right now. But let's go into number five, Alex. This is a player that I know you're pretty high on. I actually do like Zay Flowers. That's the player that we're going to be discussing from Boston College. But I think there's other players who fit the Giants a little bit better. Now, Zay Flowers, quick guy, shifty guy, has gotten some lofty player comparisons. Some guys are starting to compare him to Antonio Brown in terms of his playing style. Not necessarily his level of talent because, I mean, A.B. was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL for years and years. I'm not saying that that's the expectation you should have for a guy like Zay Flowers, but you see the way that he plays, his style of playing, and it is kind of reminiscent of Antonio Brown. Just the way that he has such great uh, sideline control over himself with the body control 
control is really great. He's got great ball skills, and he's super shifty after the catch. I think that's the main thing that sticks out for Zay Flowers. I mean, when you put the ball in his hands, he makes things happen, and that could be an element added to the New York Giants offense that would be really, really dynamic. I think that, you know, with Wandale Robinson being on the team, he might be your run-after-the-catch guy, your bubble screen, your go-out-there-and-get-it kind of guy, but with Zay Flowers also added to the lineup, I don't think it hurts to have two guys doing the same thing necessarily if they're both doing it at a really high level. However, it might just be one of those things where the Giants feel like they already have that guy on their roster, so they do need to go in a different direction. Get someone who's more vertical, someone who's more on the perimeter than across the middle. Zay Flowers, I think, is more one of those guys you want to send on some drags and some crossers, but maybe not a lot of out routes, maybe not a lot of go routes. So maybe the Giants go ahead and look for someone else. However, I do think that Zay Flowers is a very talented player, and I think he is a good option at number 25 overall if he's there, but he's not my top option. So Alex, what are your thoughts on Zay Flowers and how you think he could fit in the New York Giants offense? Well, I'll start off saying this. My number five, so we're, to, we're going from bottom to top. I actually think my bottom option is T. Higgins. Um, and the reason for that is because I don't want to pay the guy 20, 25 plus million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like you have to give up the first round pick plus maybe more. And you have to pay him 20 plus million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like that's a shit ton of capital. And I think we have to be realistic about that. You're talking about cash strap. You're talking about big-ass contracts that may end up biting you in the ass. That might be one of them. You know, T. Higgins, tremendous player. Great player for the Bengals. But Jamar Chase is their wide receiver one. T. Higgins is going up against CB2s the whole time. You know what I mean? He's going up against secondary guys. Am I not? Am I saying that he couldn't be a wide receiver? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think he would be fine in that role. But I also don't think he necessarily fits what the Giants are looking for necessarily. I think they're looking for faster, quicker, like really great route runners. Tiggins is a great route runner. He can be that guy in the intermediate range. But they like guys who can like take a screen pass 40 yards. You know, the Giants are looking for guys who get into space and then make something happen after the catch. Tiggins is not a big yak guy. He's more of a – he has great hands, great catch radius. He can make explosive plays happen downfield. But the Giants don't necessarily run that type of offense. Um, you know, he would be a great number two. I think T. Higgins would be a tremendous number two to a, a wide receiver one like a Jordan Addison or like, you know, whoever it might be, like a Jamar Chase. He's a great complement to a guy like Jamar Chase. I don't want to pay a guy $20-plus plus million who's never actually been a wide receiver one. We're just hoping he can be that guy. You know what I mean? Plus, we have to give up our first-round pick and maybe mid-round mid capital um, in addition to that. So, do I like T. Higgins? Absolutely, but it's too much for me to actually give up, plus having to spend a ton of money on him. And that, and ultimately, if you go out and draft a receiver who has that type of potential, you know, Addison, Jackson Smith and Jeeba, Zay Flowers, whatever it might be, you know, Zay Flowers isn't my preference because we have a smaller guy like Wando Robinson already on the roster. But I have to say, I think that the potential is there for them to be just significant playmakers, significant contributors, and you don't have to pay them a ton of money because you're looking at a, bo a bottom half first round pick, so it's going to be a lot more affordable. Um, and that money you're going to need. You know, you have Andrew Thomas's contract coming up. You have Dexter Lawrence coming up. You know, who knows what Saquon Barkley makes? You have Xavier McKinney. You know, that's one of those players that you ultimately may have to let walk because you can't afford them because you just gave a twenty million plus offer to uh, T Higgins. You know, so that's kind of my take on it. I think T Higgins is at the bottom of the list for me um some people may disagree with that but you know if you do i'd love to hear perspectives i'm you know always happy to hear your opinions and have good conversations about it you might be right i could be wrong in this this scenario but because he's been a compliment to jamar chase it, it it's a risk hoping that he can kind of elevate and be that wide receiver one plus having to pay him on top of that it's a risk and it's one that kenny galladay scared the shit out of me with <laughs> 
All right, so let me give you a valid counterpoint, though, because when you look at potentially drafting a receiver with that 25th pick or trading it for an established guy like T. Higgins, doesn't that the, the sense of him being established in the NFL, proven to be successful in the NFL, carry some weight? Because when you're looking at Daniel Jones and you're talking about wanting to get him an instant impact WR1 for the 2023 season, even if you get the best wide receiver in the 2023 NFL draft, there's no guarantee that he has that instant impact because he's a rookie and he's not a established but a guy like T Higgins even though you're mentioning like he's gone up against CB2s for most of his career I mean he's gone up against CB1s at times there were games that Jamar Chase missed and T Higgins was still phenomenal in that Bengals offense so he's and he's more of an established player who's proven to be successful at the NFL level shouldn't that carry some weight when you're deciding whether or not to make this trade Alex yeah I think that's a reasonable counterpoint my counterpoint to your counterpoint would be that Kenny Holiday. I mean, he was a proven NFL commodity, ended up sucking eggs for us. You know, Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders, doesn't do anything uh, remotely close to what he did with, the, with the, the Packers. You know what I mean? Like, it happens all the time. Just because you're proven in the NFL and with one team that has already has Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow does not mean it's going to translate to a team that has no Jamar Chase. It does not have a Joe Burrow. It does not have, you know, established commodities and, and a good defense for what it's worth. You know, I kind of feel as though the Giants taking that risk would be um a big one you know financially and in terms of draft capital are we really do we really think that Joe Shane is about to give up his first round pick in the second year he's had it he's had an opportunity to draft probably not I think that maybe you're looking at in maybe next year you I could I could argue that would be a better time to do it because you know he's laid the foundation he's got his guys and like you said you know proven NFL commodities are a great thing but you look at the quality of the coaching we have, I'm co- I'm convinced personally that the quality of coaches that we have will maximize any player. Look at some rookies last year that went off the charts. Garrett Wilson for the Jets. You know, even Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions two years ago was ridiculous. Brees Hall at the running back position for the Jets last year before the ACL tear was ridiculous. You can get great value out of rookies if you have good coaching and you know that they're actually like ready to perform now. Receivers are probably one of the more translatable players and positions. You know what I mean? It doesn't take them a ton of time to adjust. I think like cornerbacks take time, quarterbacks take time, um, but receivers generally can step in and make an impact immediately, in my opinion. I think that Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jeeba, you know, I have my preferences of those three, and we'll talk about that in a second, um, but I think that I'm totally fine rolling the dice there and not having to pay a shit ton and strap us down and maybe have to let one of our key cornerstone pieces walk because of it. Yeah, and I think those are all really good points, especially the fact that you have to pay this guy. So before we get into those other rookies, Alex, I want to discuss another potential trade target for the New York Giants, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Someone I broke down on the channel with Diggy, we went over him and thought, you know, this is a player who has the potential to be even greater than he currently is. Like, he's already started to prove himself as a solid, you know, top-end wide receiver in the NFL, but he hasn't necessarily had that breakout just yet, and maybe a change of scenery is what propels him to have that. But you mentioned it with T. Higgins, well, the Giants don't have a Joe Burrow, they don't have, as well, a uh, Jamar Chase. Well, the 49ers didn't necessarily have those either. They had a Debo Samuel, who's a great player, and they had a revolving Dora quarterback with Brandon Ayuk as he went on his way to a thousand yard receiving season this year. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on Brandon Ayuk. Do you place him above T Higgins, below T Higgins? For me, he's just a peg above because I think that he comes maybe slightly cheaper. Maybe it's a second round pick rather than a first round pick. And I think that makes all the difference. Plus, I think his contract is a little less expensive. And I think that he fits the Giants offense better. Now, when you look at T Higgins, a big body guy, contested catch guy on the outside. But when you look at Brandon 
and then Ayuk. I mean, this is a guy who lines up outside, inside, and wins at all three levels of the field based on separation, good route running, and run after the catchability. He just looks like exactly what uh, the, the Buffalo Bills were looking for when Brian Dable was over there, and they went and got Stephon Diggs from Minnesota for Josh Allen to have that breakout. That That's the mold of receiver that I think Brian Dable is looking for to get that Daniel Jones breakout as well. That's Stephon Diggs-esque receiver, and Brandon Ayuk fits that way more than T. Higgins. So what is your opinion between those two guys, and is Brandon Ayuk still a top target on your list? Yeah, I'd rather Brandon Ayuk than T. Higgins personally for kind of a couple of uh, you know variables you mentioned in terms of it's going to cost less to acquire him, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be cheaper to extend him, in my opinion, and he fits our he fits our system a lot more efficiently. But also, you kind of referenced the 49ers not having like those weapons that you know to kind of make it easier for a player. Um, you know, they have one of the best offensive lines in football, which makes the quarterbacking a little bit easier for them. Um, they have George Kittle, tremendous tight end blocking and receiving. You know, you have Debo Samuel, who's very, very solid. And then, of course, you know, Ayuk. I think that the thing is with the 49ers is they're such a run-first offense that they don't maximize their receivers. That's why do you think Debo Samuel is such a prominent piece for them because he runs the football. They just get the ball in his hands, screen passes, and let him work. Brandon Ayuk in a heavy passing offense would be a, another level. You know, you're going to see him take another big step forward as a route runner one of the best there is you know he's got decent hands you know he can do stuff after the catch he's fast he's quick he's competitive you know you you like players like that so if if the Giants were going to make a move given that he was even available to begin with we don't know if he's going to be um but if the Giants were going to trade for a receiver I think Brandon Ayuk definitely fits the bill he the thing is he's untapped um a little bit you know I, I do I do believe that there's a lot left to be um you know expanded upon when it comes to his skill set T Higgins like we know what he is I I think there is more potential for him, especially in a bigger role, more prominent role with more targets. But I think Brandon Ayuk in a pass-heavy offense is a whole different beast. You know, we don't we have not seen him in that level of offense. We've seen T. Higgins in a pass-heavy offense with uh the Bengals. So, you know, Ayuk in that scenario could be a really nice addition. I would go that direction, but I still would prefer to draft somebody over trade for a receiver personally. All right, so then let's go ahead and discuss some of these draft prospects. I gave my take kind of on Zay Flowers already, but let me go ahead and list the three that we had in mind, Alex, and I'll give you my rankings on them. And number three is Zay Flowers. Number two is Jackson Smith and Jeeba. And number one for me, by a long shot, over all of the wide receiver options this offseason, is Jordan Addison. I've been talking about him a lot on this channel. I discussed him in length on last night's live stream as well. I'm really high on Jordan Addison. I think he's a tremendous prospect and a perfect fit with the New York Giants, but Alex, I want to hear your rankings on those guys. And since I already gave my take on Zay Flowers, why don't you go ahead and give yours? Yeah, I'm going to go, um, if I was going to rank those guys, Addison's my number one for sure. If we had, if we could get him, even if we had to trade up a couple spots, I think I would pull the trigger. You know, he is, um, in my opinion, the most ready for this type of offense, like, you know, good hands, um, you know, really, really good route running. The guy can do things after the catch. He is just a crisp, crisp route runner at the apex. Um, you know, he's not, he doesn't have like blow away speed, but you don't need that in the NFL. You know, you don't need a like a track star speed to be a great receiver. You need to be a great route runner. Think about all the receivers that don't have top end speed. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, you know, he's fast, but he's not like elite fast. You know, you don't need to be elite fast to be a great receiver. You need to be a great route runner and ability to create separation and be able to high point catches. And Jordan Addison can do those things. So, you know, my opinion, he's my number one option if I had to choose, but between Jackson Smith and Jiba, who, 
has really only one year of legitimate production, and then the injuries last year really knocked him off. And then Zay Flowers, who also you know had a little bit of an ankle issue, I believe last season. It might have been Addison, uh, but Zay Flowers, you know, going from Pittsburgh and then transitioning. Um, you know, this is definitely a player who just produces, right? He is a guy that just steps up, and he actually. Um, or, sorry, Addison was at Pittsburgh. That's my apologies. Um, you know, Zay Flowers. Just the thing is, he's too similar to. Wandell in a way that I, I kind of get scared of having these really tiny receivers. He's five foot ten, 177 pounds. Um, you know, really small guy. Like how many tiny receivers can you have? You know, at Boston College, the guy he was a monster last year, over a thousand receiving yards and twelve touchdowns. So, you know, he can play outside, he can play inside. Um, he's got experience four years at Boston College, so you know, he's been around the block. Um, I really like Zay Flowers, but I think if I had to choose, I'd like Jackson Smith and Jeebus size and stuff a little bit more. I probably would go Jordan Addison, Jackson, and then I'd go Zay Flowers as my three, but it's it's close. Like, it's it's 2A, 2B for me. I'd be fine with any of those three personally, but the injury history of Jackson does concern me slightly. It, you know, I don't like getting players that just missed a whole season. You look at, like, Jameson Williams and the Lions. They drafted him. Um, and he came back and, you know, had a pretty nice instant impact. So you, you, you see players who have returned from injury in the past and um, make some stuff happen. But only one year of legitimate con- uh, production at the collegiate level is slightly concerning for me. Um, he could be totally fine. and It could not matter at all. But, um, you know, I have to take it into account right now. And Zay Flowers was productive last year. But Addison, by far, is, is clear as my number one option. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Addison, number one, I think that he is the best wide receiver in this year's draft class. I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper into the rest of these guys, but I really love his game. I think that he is a perfect fit for the Giants. Yes, he's a little bit skinny. I think he needs to add some muscle to his frame. He's six foot, 174 pounds. That's very frail at the NFL level. He's going to have to add some weight, but when you look at him, you compare him to some other guys who are playing at that weight. Um, you know, Devontae Smith, he's been really successful in the NFL because he's a great route runner, and that's exactly what Jordan Addison is an elite route runner who I think has, you know, just multiple years of elite production to uh, to really show off there. I mean, at Pittsburgh, he was the Blitnikoff Award winner. Then at USC, he had dealt with a little bit of an injury, but when he was on the field, he was utterly insane and an excellent route runner. So he's done it for years and years, and I think that he is the number one receiver. But let's talk about Jackson Smith and Jeeba because this is a player I don't think we've talked about nearly as much as Addison on this podcast. And I think that there are so many injury concerns within Jeeba, right? Like, it's just... It's really hard not to look at him and just get worried about his ability to produce at the next level simply due to injuries. And that sucks to say because when you turn on the film, you watch this player, you're like, yeah, this guy was a difference maker. He is an elite player, at least at the collegiate level. And when you read what some of his former teammates have to say about him, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, they said he was the best of us. They said Jackson Smith and Jeebo was the best of us. If this guy isn't the best receiver in the draft class, we don't know what went wrong. That's what some of them are saying. So you look at that, you look at the raw talent talent that he has. And honestly, if, if it wasn't for the injuries, I'd say he has the highest floor because I feel like everything that he does in his game is very reminiscent of a pro style wide receiver. He's got that pro playing style and he produced in an offense, an Ohio State offense. Usually those Ohio State receivers end up being extremely successful. So I think when you look at Jackson Smith and Jeebus, there's so many things going his way. But that injury history is just turning it the other direction. And it's saying, like, maybe we shouldn't take him in the first round. Maybe he shouldn't even be on our draft board. I bet you there will be some NFL teams that completely take him off their draft board because he hasn't played football in over a calendar year. So I think there, there's a lot of concern with a guy like Jackson Smith and Jeeba. But Alex, I think the talent that he does possess 
If the Giants were to draft him, they would be banking on the fact that he comes back stronger than ever and he ends up replicating what he did over at uh, Ohio State. And if he does that, I mean, that Rose Bowl game where he set a record with like 347 receiving yards was utterly insane. He's got that high-end production level and that potential, but it's just about getting him healthy and getting him to realize that potential. And that's the big red flag there that I think Jordan Addison doesn't have. So that's why I lead towards Jordan Addison. I don't think he has those big red flags. He had a twisted ankle. That's why he missed some games. Anybody ever twisted their ankle? You're back in like six weeks. And Jordan Addison's set to be healthy for the start of the regular season for the NFL. He's actually supposed to be ready for the combine next month. So he's completely fine. I'm not worried about a twisted ankle that he had that caused him to miss some games. In fact, I I assume that he was missing those games intentionally because he didn't want to risk anything greater and hurt his draft stock in the upcoming draft. So I think he did the right thing. But yeah, Jordan Addison's clear-cut number one receiver for me for the Giants to target this offseason. And again, I like Jackson Smith and Jeeba. It's just a massive red flag hanging over his head. Yeah, it it definitely is. So it's something to keep you know, in the back of your mind when we're talking about these receivers, you're going to look at all of them, obviously. We're going to take a more in-depth look at uh, Jackson Smith and G, but, you know, I don't know a ton about his style of game because there isn't much of a sample size, but the production when he was healthy is legitimate and it should be factored in as a as a green flag. But, you know, Jordan Addison's by far my number one. You know, Quentin Johnson out of TCU is somebody that a lot of players, a lot of people have mentioned in the comments section. So we're also going to take a pretty in-depth look at Quentin Johnson. Um, really, really big receiver, physical um, definitely kind of uh, a little bit outside of what I think our our offensive mold is, but you, know, you never know. Maybe the Giants want to go in that direction, someone that can go and high point the ball and be explosive and, and make some plays downfield. He's got some really great size, and you know the guy's just a freaking freight train on, on, on legs. So I'm excited to see kind of how this draft starts to unfold over the next couple of weeks and how prospects are rising through the ranks and whatnot. It's kind of crazy how prospects just like drop and, and fly up the rankings. It, you never know who's going to really just get hot. Like Jordan Addison right now is definitely a hot topic. So we'll have to keep a close eye on him um, and see if he's even in the realm of possibility for us. And, you know, backup options, you know, it's possible the Giants go with a guy like, you know, Trenton Simpson out of, out of uh, Clemson as a, a linebacker option and they wait until the mid rounds to go receiver. You know, there's some really good receivers talent the Giants were just at the senior bowl obviously so you know they saw a lot of good players there I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts below how would you rank these guys you know Jordan Addison Zay Flowers Jackson Smith and Jeeva Brandon Ayuk T Higgins even throw an OBJ if you want to um, there are a lot of options the Giants can go with this offseason but it really is preference at this point I think Jordan Addison is definitely ideal but I'd love to hear your perspectives as always in the YouTube comments section make sure to like and subscribe as always and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode Thank you.